Welcome to the Retire Right Podcast with Larry Heller. You deserve complete financial advice. There's no acceptable alternative if you want to plan to live well and on your terms. Complete financial advice equals complete peace of mind. Now, let's get into this week's podcast episode. Hello and welcome to Retire Right with Larry Heller from Heller Wealth Management. Good afternoon, Larry. How are you? I am doing terrific, Eric. How are you? I am doing fantastic, but you have made me have some flashbacks, I got to tell you. Uh-oh. Why is that? <laughs> kind of good and bad flashbacks. So when you told me what we're talking about today, you said, why boring is better when it comes to investing. I immediately had flashbacks of when I was a kid, and I used to say, oh, I'm bored. This is so boring. And my dad would always say the same thing. And we learned very quickly. Oh, you're bored? I'll find something for you to do. <laughs> <laughs> it was never good. It was never something fun or good to do. We learned to stop saying I'm bored or this is boring, um, you know, around my father for sure. But you're not talking about bad things that are replacing this boringness. This is this is good. Something's good about being boring. So I'm, I'm interested to see what you have for us today. Yeah. So first, sorry for bringing back those bad <laughs> memories for you, Eric. So well, I used it with my kids too. So that isn't that how it works. I, I told my son one time, "You're bored? Yeah, I'll find you something to do." He's like, "Up, oh, bye." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I never had that because I have three boys within two years of each other. Uh-huh. So they they always had something to keep them keep them occupied. So yeah. uh, plus, I think the world has changed now with uh, video games. There, so I don't mm-hmm. know if uh, any child today is going to say they're bored. But uh, <laughs> but let's not get too far off track. I I am talking about why boring is better when it comes to investing. Mm-hmm. You know, when we talk about investing and you, you get to a party and people find out what I do and all of a sudden, oh, what stock should you be buying mm-hmm. or uh, should be should I get in the market? It's a good time to get in the market. Oh, the market's so overvalued. Should I get out of the market? And oh, I, I'm too much in large cap. Should I be an international? And, you know, you start hearing all these conversations and they're like, no, you know, kind of what we do is efficient market theory and evidence-based investing and diversified portfolios and time horizon and asset allocation and and putting together rebalancing and then and then all of a sudden their eyes are closed so uh <laughs> so you know so they're like yeah but but i bought apple and uh what do you think about apple or and then i usually say well what do you think about jds uniphase and if they're young they have no clue yeah. what i'm talking about that i don't know if you even remember that in 1999 i don't Eric. what is that yeah you don't so JDS Uniphase was one of those stocks in the tech bubble that went mm. from like thirty cents to like a couple hundred, and like everybody was having JDS Uniphase. And then, it, of course, the tech the tech bubble popped, and that went all the way back down to three dollars. So that was one of those uh, one of those. I always remember to try to check and see if they're still in business today. But but you know that was exciting. People wanted to talk about tech stocks, and that, everything would just kept going up. And of course. You, the thing about investing in stocks now, you, you also get emotional ties. So it's fun to talk about their stocks and their individual stocks. I always find it funny though. Nobody ever talks about their losers when it comes to stocks. They only talk about their winners. They forget probably because they sell the losers off and they forget how much they lost. And nobody really talks about, about that. And of course, you've got 
the TV shows out there, Jim Cramer, and you've got the, uh, you know, a- any of those shows in the morning on all the different CNBCs mm-hmm. where they bring the experts in and they'd say, oh, we sh- you should change your allocation here and you should adjust here. And this stock is undervalued. And then you look at the, the all the different investment newspapers and why is this undervalued or why should you get out here? And, and that's all me- that's all great for TV and for radio and for blogs and for postings, but it's not so great for for for, in, for investing. You know, trying to to talk about this in timing markets, I, I do recall right before November having a, a, a conversation. Uh, really, wasn't a, a specific client. We we managed this firm's four hundred one k plan. He was the owner of that and. He got out of the market literally on the worst day when he was reading about everything. And I don't think he's actually gotten back in since. Mm. But, you know, trying to avoid and listening and hearing all these stories and blocking out the, the noise sometimes is sometimes is harder. So you know, what, what, why is boring? Why is boring better when it comes to investing and how does it you know, compare to what things that people want to talk about out there. So I thought we'd talk a little bit about good versus bad when it comes to boring and exciting. What do you think about that, Eric? Let's do it. Okay. So good funds, why diversification, you can pick asset allocations, bad individual stocks. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't have any individual stocks in your portfolio. I'm just talking about overall for the majority. We do have clients that try to hit grand slams and home runs with a few different stocks, which I think is fine. But for the most part, people don't get emotionally tied to their large cap uh, value fund, mm-hmm. but they could get emotionally tied to their individual stocks. So, and that's not good when you're looking at long term and trying to rebalance. So, uh, so good funds, bad stocks, uh, bore, uh, boring funds, not good. Some we'll say boring funds versus versus individual stocks. Boring passive type of funds, or kind of little bit like index funds rather than these active funds that try to outperform the market. Uh, why? Active funds have higher fees. They, mm. Since they also trade more, they have more taxes when they're buying and they're, and they're selling. So, uh, so boring passive, um, uh, more exciting active because sometimes these active funds will really outperform. Going back in time, right before 2008, there was a manager, uh, Bill Miller, and he had a fund that actually had outperformed the index, I believe, nine years in a row. Hmm. And in 2008, he was overweighted tremendously to bank stocks. Oh. So... Long story short, that fund closed a few years after 2008 because it got hit so bad. And so here was somebody that outperformed and was great talking about it for nine years, but no, it still didn't work out for them. Boring, you know, asset allocation and making sure you have enough in the right sectors and large and small and growth and value versus international emerging markets versus maybe exciting, you know, trying to time the market and getting in and getting out and and 
being able to t time. And of course, all the studies have shown that it, it's just about impossible to time. You have to get it right both in and, mm -hmm. and out. Boring a diversification. So the good thing about diversification is you reduce your risk. I'm going to talk diversification, non-correlated funds. So let's say you have some small value, some large growth, some international, and you put together, you know, we put together a, a portfolio using all these different asset classes. And when you do that, of course, some are going to be in favor at some times and some are going to be out of favor. But it's not as exciting as trying to guess and to listen to these so-called media experts to get out of one sector and get out of one fund and get into another fund. That's more exciting to try mm -hmm. to talk about that. Boring rebalancing using target allocations um, versus, again, trying to use kind of a gut to feel when you should move from one, one to the other. So, uh, so that's kind of part of why we think, and we'll talk about why we think boring is, is, is better when, when we're creating a strategy. What do you do on a, on investment strategy? Well, we look again at your risk tolerance. What is your risk tolerance? How much are you comfortable with the market going both down and, and up? Um, what's your time horizon? How long do you have before you need the money, which helps you stay in the market and not try to worry about timing the market? What is the proper asset allocation based upon your time horizon, the risk and, and your risk tolerance, both overalls between equities and cash and, and bonds? And then a rebalance strategy. How do you rebalance when when things go up, people love it and and they want to kind of get in when things are going up. And when things are going down, they want to stay away from it. And emotionally, that's what the, the behavioral theory has kind of shown. You want to do the exact opposite mm -hmm. because because what what do you really want to do, Eric? You want to buy low and sell high. And uh, if you don't have a strategy in place when things are going well, people try to try to go do just the opposite. Um, and then you want to coordinate this with your overall financial plan. So creating a, a strategy, a long-term strategy, not as exciting as deciding to, oh, you know what? I'm going to buy Bitcoin today. Uh, mm -hmm. That's a much more exciting thing to talk about. By the way, how much Bitcoin do you have, Eric? Zip. Okay, good. <laughs> so... Uh, so, so that's why we talk about it's not your investing. Should it be exciting? And and it's great to be at the water cooler and talk about a stock here or there. If it's you know a small percentage of your portfolio and you're trying to do something, but not your overall long-term retirement plan money that you're going to need when you do retire and, and and long after you retire. Yeah, it it makes me. <laughs> I keep visualizing. Craps tables. I don't know if you've ever been to the casino, Larry, but I've been to a few different casinos and craps tables. There's always a big crowd when things are going well and about half of them are cheering about half of the time and then the other half cheer half the time because everybody's picked different numbers and different things, different strategies, but it's all gambling, you know, and so there's always excitement in one area or another. Uh, but bottom line is that there's also tears later <laughs> for, you know, for, for most of those people. 
Yes, you actually used a word that I meant to, to talk about. Exciting is gambling. Is, you're exactly right. That's what they're doing. They're yeah. gambling if they're buying you know large amounts of individual stocks. I, you you relate it to the crap the crap stable. I'll relate it a little bit to horse racing. Mm. Uh, if you go to the, the horse racing and you put all your money on one horse. Yeah, you can win a lot of money, but you can lose, and the odds are much higher to do that. Wouldn't it be great if you can put a little bit on every horse and just make a little money over a long period of time? That's where we're talking about here is is diversifying and boring and making a little bit of money, just outperforming these indexes over long periods of time and not trying to time the market. But when things are out of favor, buying things when they're low and things are doing well, taking some profits off the table when things are things are doing, not going completely zero, but just rebalancing, staying within your risk tolerance, having a strategy, and you will make a lot of money over long periods of time without making these mistakes that are so-called exciting and more gambling. Yeah, and, and I think that it's, it's difficult because we really only see the loud situations, and I, I would I would term it that way. We don't see the boring investor, the person who's done the right thing for so many years, how amazing their retirement is because they have everything they need. They're able to spend time with grandkids or travel or do what they want because they've planned this all out. You don't hear about them. You hear about the big winners who did some gambling, quote unquote, and they, wow, they, they made all this money, but you don't hear about the vast majority, the other 90% of the, the people that don't have enough for their retirement. They don't have enough. They're, they're scraping by or they're just praying that Social Security finally kicks in because they didn't do the planning. They did take those gambles. You don't hear about those people. And so it's, it's all about the glamour. And I, I, mean, I, I mean, obviously, I do this podcast with you all the time. I learn so much from you. I, I like boring. <laughs> I, I, I do because I see the end result. Yes, uh, and so do our so do our clients that have been with us a long time, and they see how it works over the course of time, and they see we always talk about our sleep factor, so that you can sleep at night, not having to worry about that there's going to be a huge loss in one specific one specific investment or mm-hmm. or a complete loss going to zero if you're in a in a small stock. Yeah, as what we do at Hello Wealth Management is. We talked about this evidence-based approach, efficient market theory, which I'm not going to go through in today's mm-hmm. podcast. We gladly talk about our strategies along those lines, plus tax-efficient strategies. Uh, people forget it's not how much money you make, it's how much money you keep after mm-hmm. taxes. So there are, there are a lot of strategies when we're doing this specific lot identification to minimize your capital gains and tax loss harvesting on certain things that may be out of favor um, and, and having the proper asset allocation policy to coordinate with your retirement plan and the right rebalancing strategy. We look at rebalancing four times a year. Now, sometimes we go a whole year without rebalancing. Sometimes we're rebalancing multiple quarters in a row. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then reviewing your, your asset allocation and your strategy every so often. So again, not exciting in doing all this, but like I said from the beginning, good is boring when it comes to investing. Yeah, absolutely. And, and if you're just joining Larry and his podcast uh, within the last you know, few months even, 
this is like number 93, 94, somewhere in there. I mean, he's got a ton of this information. So when he's saying, and I just want to point this out to the audience, Larry, I don't mean to take over here, but he's talked about tax efficient strategies. He's talked about tax loss harvesting on previous podcasts. You got to go and listen to those rebalancing strategy. He explained that to me beautifully and to the rest of the audience. Um, He talked about his review process. So go back and look through the previous podcast because there's a wealth of information there. And I know that, Larry, you weren't going to dive in too deeply to this today. Uh, but I just want to remind folks that this information's out there. You've already done a lot of education on this. Yes. Yeah, so uh, there are some on the podcast. We have some written blogs out there. So there's a lot of inf- lot of information. And, of course, if you want to talk to one of us on directly, myself or one of my staff, you can reach out to us on our website, hellowealthmanagement.com, or, and schedule a, a 20-minute call with us. Or you know, feel free to call the office at 631-293-2806, and we can talk more about that. Uh, and do a review of your portfolio and talk about you know financial planning with you as well. Fantastic, Larry. Always a great time with you. I always learn more, and uh, and I, this wasn't boring at all. So I don't know what you're talking about. Well, I didn't say oh, we're boring, Eric. <laughs> okay. And what we talked, I just said investing. <laughs> investing should be boring. Okay, good. I, I'm glad you clarified that, Larry. Thanks again for all the good information, and of course, our last thank you always goes to you, the listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Retire Right Podcast with Larry Heller. If you have not subscribed to the podcast, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Larry comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it really easy to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thanks for listening today. For everyone at Heller Wealth Management, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. 